Welcome, everyone. I want to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful Sukkot. Um, I'd like to share with you a beautiful thought. Um, as I was saying, Ni'ila, on the words, Merubim Tzarachi Amcha V'daytem Kitzara, that the needs of the people are many, but the wisdom is inadequate to ask for those needs. And what I learned at when I was saying the Nila, I remembered that um, from the Balatanya's great-grandson, his name was Shmuel, Shmuel Lubavitch, he's also known as Maharash in, in Lubavitch uh, circles, that's, that's how he's known, the fourth Lubavitch Rebbe. It's the Balatanya's great-grandson. So he wrote something called a Hemshech. It was the first one of the Rebbes that did this. A Hemshech means that they used to say these Maimorim every, whether it's Shabbos, Yantar, different occasions. Called a Maimor, which is basically very deep Hasidic thoughts um, and be- set over in a beautiful way. And every Shabbos or Shab- most Shabbosim and Yom Tavim used to say it. And what the Marash did for the first time, and the reason I'm bringing this up also, it's interesting, his yard site is Yud Gimel Tishrei. So I'm bringing it up also because it covered his yard site. He said a Torah for the first time in um, probably, I think it's 1876. He started saying a mimer called Mayim Rabim Loyuchul Lechabe that the many waters cannot distinguish that love. Was, and he has an explanation. This comes from the Balatanya, that the Rabbi Rava means all the tirdis, all the all the overwhelming um, burdens of Parnassa and other things like that, and things about Olamazek cannot distinguish the love that we have to Hashem and the love of learning and so on and so forth. So anyway, so in this Mimer, and then he's the first one that started this Hemshech. Hemshech means that he took this theme. And he went on with this theme of Mayim Rabbim on that expounding on that pasuk, all through um, from Parshas Vayera of that year, all the way to Parshas Kairach of I believe the following year, and uh, all based on this theme. And um, it's called Mayim Rabbim Tafresh Lamed Vav. So I learned it through once, the beautiful Sefer. So all the way in the beginning of it, which I'm going to make a copy of the first two, um, first ice, I'm going to make a copy a little more than what you really need here. Yeah, I want to look at it. It's truly, truly an amazing um, Sefer. So he goes on these words, Merube, Merubim, Atzarchi, Amchavadaitin, Katsara. So right after Yom Kippur, I look through it, to see what it said there again. So let's just read from the Ne'ilah itself, and we'll see how it applies to Sukkot and applies to daily life, and hopefully how it applies to marriage as well. Merubim tzarche amcha v'dayten katsara. So firstly is that the brachis, the Gemara brachis, it bring, teaches us that you should daven shmoyne esrei, and if you don't have time to daven shmoyne esrei, there's a tefillah there's called havinenu, which is a composite of shmoyne esrei in very short form. But if you're in an extreme danger, let's say there's bandits, there's animals, and then you don't say shmoyne esrei, you say something called a tefillah katsara, a short tefillah, and then when you have it available, you'll be able to, um, you know, time, then you'll say shmoyne esrei. So this piyot of merubay tzarchi amcha v'dayten is different paraphrasing of the 
of different types of Tfilis Ketzaris that the Gemara brings down. So we're just going to do the first three lines. Merubim Tzarchei Amcha, the needs of your people are many. They have so many needs that they need. Vedaitam Ketzara, but their wisdom is inadequate, or their minds are, are short. They don't have the ability to ask for these many, many needs because of all their tear dice and things that are burdening them. And they cannot express enough their needs and their desires. They can't even express it. So please understand our thoughts. Even before we call out, which is we're asking that even before we say that we're saying this to the Katsara. To say, please, Hashem, even though we don't have the ability to, to, to verbalize everything now, we have so many needs, even before we even verbalize it, please grant us what we need. So the Marash, based on a Balatanya, which I'm going to put here also, the Balatanya, it's Torah Oyer, says this thought, and the Shmuel here expands on it. And he says, basically, is like this. That your needs are many, but your mind is too short, too limited. And he says a line that's extremely powerful. The reason why you have so many needs that you need, is because your mind is in a state of narrowness. Because if your mind would be wide and strong in betachin, in trusting Hashem, in being samech bechelkai, in being happy in your lot, then then he wouldn't even feel a taiva, a need for those many, many things that he feels he needs because of the shortness of his mind. What he's saying is as follows. To make a disclaimer, of course, again, in Yiddishkeit, you have to understand both sides of everything. It's okay and even encouraged to ask for more. It says, Open your mouth and I will fill it. Hashem says, part of tefillah is, yes, you need something, turn to me. Turn to me and I will, you rely on me, I will give it to you. So for example, I'm giving just an example. Someone has young children and they have a two-bedroom apartment, and they have struggling, and they need a three- or four-bedroom apartment, and they need the financial means to do so, not only is it okay, it's commendable. This is what tefillah is. Who else are you going to turn to? You turn to Hashem and ask Hashem, please provide it for me, so we should have Yishav Adas, Archav Adas, we should be able to uh, serve you better. 100%. It's not what he means here, that you're not supposed to ask for things. You have legitimate needs that you have a right to ask for. And even if there's more than one thing. But at the same time, after doing that, you recognize Hashem gave you a two-bedroom apartment. I'm happy with it. When you're happy with it, you have our chavasadas. You have a widening of your mind. And even in the present moment, you're at peace. And you don't, it's not a, 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 a need per se to the extreme to get you agitated or nervous or upset, or in any way, shape, or form. So that's what he means here. 
it's similar to what when Yosef, he said, I had a lot of things. He said, Yeshli Rav. I had a lot of things, multiple things. I have this, I have wealth, I have wives, I have uh, other things. Land, Yeshli Rav. I have a lot. What did Yaakov say? Yeshli Koil. I have everything. I have everything I need. Koil. Literally everything. Of course, he asked for things more, which seems like a paradox. What do you mean? But the answer is that while you have what you have, you're happy with your lot. Because once you are not happy with your lot, then your desires become more, and it fragments you. It makes you become distant from yourself, and you lack that peace of mind. So the top of the next page says, that's what it says, it's a Pasuk and Mishle, that when there's a desire... When you seek a desire, you get separated. Nifrod means separated. You get fragmented. Pirish im das chazak. If you would have a strong mind, meaning relying on Hashem, being happy in your lot. Then it's well known ki adasu The word das means connecting to Hashem. Then you wouldn't feel that separation or that fragmentation. You wouldn't have these desires. Why do you desire these so many things? It's because you have that separation in you. It's fragmented. So that's what they, you know, anyway, that's what it says. The Taiva Yavakish Nifrod, that there's a separation when there's a desire. which is opposite to Das. Therefore, they have so many needs that they desire. And again, every time you learn something like this, you have to understand all chazals as you learn them. This does not mean that when you have legitimate needs, of course, you could ask Hashem for it. It doesn't contradict that. But you're not separated. You, you don't become fragmented from it. You're samer bechelkai at the same time. There's two, le- you know, you can say, I'm so happy with my lot that I don't even want to change a thing. I'm not even going to ask Hashem to change anything. Okay, that could be a very high level. But most of us are not like that, and maybe that's not even encouraged. Hashem says, basically, is, what I give you, be happy with fully. Yeshli Koil, I have everything. Ha- be happy with your lot, and you have everything. Then... You won't be, that's the called not daitem Katsara, that has a widening of mind. Then Rubi Tzachamcha, then you feel, I have everything. I don't really, you know, I'm fine and I'm at peace even without having this. But at the same time, you could ask. But then when you're asking, it's coming from a very healthy place. I have coil, but you'll give me a higher level of this coil. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's go back to the Ne'ilah, these three lines, in the way. The Balatanya, based explained by the Rebbe of Shmuel, whose yard site is Yud Gimel Tishrei, what he says: Meruben Tzarchei Amcha, the reason why we have so many needs, so many needs, is because we daitem kitzara, is because our wisdom is inadequate. We're not happy with our lots. We don't have a widening of a das. Our trust in you is not full. That's why we're burdened by so many needs, and therefore Machzayram. What 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 is lacking, or mishaloisim? What we're desiring, we can't even count them.
And therefore, no, we're asking, Bina Hagigenu, give us the understanding, give us that, that not that, the opposite of Daitin Kitsara, give us the widening of our minds. Terem Nikra, before we ask for something on the Hakel Hagodla Givanaira. In other words, it's a paradox here. A paradox is, is that you need to learn how to widen your mind and trust Hashem and get to the level of Yaakov Yeshli Koyal. I'm happy with this two-bedroom apartment, even though technically I could use a four-bedroom apartment. I'm happy with this salary, even though it would be easier for me to have a, a higher salary, and so on and so forth. But you train your mind, Hashem, this is what you're giving me now. I have everything I need. And thank you, and I appreciate it. Once you have that mindset, and then you pray for those extra things that you're asking for, then Hashem is going to be more inclined to fulfill that because you were never separated from Him. You had coil before, and you have coil now. In other words, if someone was not wealthy, struggling, and now he's wealthy, a healthy, wealthy person will say, Yeshli coil, I had everything before also. And Yeshli coil, I have everything now. Is it a little easier? Am I more, is, am I, I, could, I could learn better, daven better, whatever it is. If, if you used it right 100% and you're grateful for that extra matana, but that doesn't take away the fact that if Hashem would decide, okay, now it's going to somebody else, I wouldn't get shattered from it. Yeshli Kyle, I have everything. So this is a tremendous lesson of this tefillah in, in, of Ni'ilah based on Gemara Brachis and the Balatanya's explanation of it based on the Rav Shmuel of Lubavitch. And going into Sukkis, this is the idea of really the Muna B'tachan, of going into Sukkis. You go into a Sukkah, which is a Dires Arai. It's not our home per se, but it's where Hashem is. We don't. It's to teach us this concept that we don't really, our home is where Hashem is. So through the whole year, He abides in our physical permanent home that we have, meaning a more a house. And then on Sukkot, Hashem says, go out and I'm with you in that home, the Sukkah, wherever it is, all right. A lot of lessons behind that. But one of it is, and it surrounds you completely, and it's the greatest Yantiv of the most tremendous simcha. It's interesting that the word to be shayvis, the mitzvah to rest on yantiv, is only mentioned for some reason by Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot, and then Mikrai Kodesh, you learn out that it goes to another Yom Taivim. So Sukkot especially also, there's a certain lishpais, a menucha, a resting, coming from uh, being samech bechelkai, being happy with your lot. I'm happy wherever I am. I'm where Hashem is. It's the shade of Emunah. We are under the protection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what it means, the opposite of Daitam Ketzara. And we don't have all these needs. And then when we ask for these needs, Hashem will give it to us. That's why it's important, by the way, just as a practical lesson, you thank Hashem for everything you have first, you feel that fullness, and then you ask. That is really the key. 
Marriage, the same idea. You have things that you need to work on. Things that your marriage could get better. You show a hakar for what you already have. Bar Hashem. Be grateful for it. The grass is greener on this side. It's not always greener on the other side. It's never really greener on the other side. The other side thinks that your side is green also. I think Rav Khan mentioned this to me once, that he tried this once. Uh, and, and, and the truth is, I may have tried it afterwards, that, you know, you go to, uh, to um, you're on one side of the street and you look at the other side of the street and the grass indeed looks greener there. You look over here, there's, let's say, these lawns. You know, you don't see it that much in Brooklyn, but in other places you see it. So you look at the own, your own lawn or where the grass is on your side of the street and the grass is green, but there's some yellow spots there too, you know, like this dried out grass there. The other side looks green, 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 unbelievably green. So you cross the street, and then you look there, and once you're there, you see, hey, same thing. There's a lot of yellow stuff over there also, just that from far, since the majority of it is green, it looks all green. You turn around now, look back at your own house, at your own lawn, it looks beautifully green. Grass was never greener on the other side. That applies to marriage, that applies to everything grass was not greener on the other side. We're talking about 95% of marriages, not talking about unusual situations where the problems are so severe on one side where it's a different story altogether. But generally speaking, this is a regular flawed individuals that just need to work on themselves. This is the mindset. The mindset is, is that everyone, the reason why you think Ruben Sarchi Amcha, apply it to this concept. I have so many needs in marriage. I'm lacking this. I'm lacking that. Is usually comes from the Daitan Kitsara. The mind is short. We're lacking this amuna, this awareness, this being Eza Asha And once we develop that and realize Yeshli Koil and look at the positive things in there, then you have the Archavas Adas to ask to improve on what you already have and you bring it stronger if you verbalize it fill Hashem this way he helps you you ask him for example I don't want to be jealous of other people's wealth let them have everything they need but when I struggle to pay bills it's very hard for me so I'm not asking you let them all have all the but just give me what I need so that I could pay my bills and have a menuchas nefesh and be happy with what I have. I am happy, but I want to be truly what I need. And you provide it for, then Hashem will provide it for you. Chavetz Chaim brings this similar concept, this idea of, of, of different brothers. The father gave portions to every son, uh, double portions, extra portions. To one son, he gave less. To one of the sons, the father gave less. So the Chavetz Chaim brings this mushal to one of his farm. So the son, instead of fighting with the other kids or fetching to his father, he turns to Hashem. He says, Hashem, I see my other brothers. They got more than me. I got a little less. Whatever the reasons are, I know it's Menashemayim, and I know you don't want me to fight with my father, Kozamak Masnefesh, why you gave me less. I know you don't want me f- to fight with my brothers. So all I'm asking you, Hashem, is I'm not fighting with them. They get what they want. But I feel like I do need a little more than this. 
for my family, for me. Please provide it and take care of me. The Chavetz Chaim brings down that Belay Shalom Hashem has such nachas ruach from that that will shower it upon you. So if you look at everyone else with an ayin toiva, let him be healthy and well. You don't have full health, but let him be healthy and well. You are struggling with parnasa, but the other one's not kolakavod. Let them never, ever struggle with parnasa. You're having you know, issues with your children, with shaduchim, and others are, it seems to be going smoother. Kolakavod, let it always go smoother for them. You turn to Hashem and you say to Hashem, I don't want to chalila, be jealous of anyone. I want to look at an ayin toiva with everyone. But please, Hashem, what I am lacking, please take care of it and please provide it for me. That's a yeshli koil type of Jew. That's the one who has everything. That's not Daitan Kitsara. That's not Daitan Kitsara. It's the opposite. You have a widened mind because you're happy with your lot. So you're, it's less merubim tzachiyam it's not merubim anymore. The specific needs that you have that you ask for, there's nothing wrong with that. It's even healthy. It's coming from a healthy place. May we learn this through Sukkis. It's a tremendous it's pure simcha, especially going into later Shmiyatzeres and Simchas Taira. It's a time of being happy with what you have and gratefulness that will bring and be marchiv us to have that harchavas adas, that true harchavas adas that we are talking about. And may Hashem provide that for every single person. Every single yid. Bracha v'atzlacha.